let's just come to the Lord in, in prayer. Lord, I thank you for your servant Flo that's come to join us today. Lord, we do pray for her church, the Jesus Church in Brent Cross. Lord, I don't know whether they're, they're probably meeting all day. Uh, Lord, I just thank you for the witness that that church has uh, and the fellowship that she, uh, that Flo has at that church. Lord, I just pray that you'll use your servant here this morning, that we will find out more about the work of compassion and listen to your, your word. Lord, help us to clear our minds and focus on what you have to say to us this morning. Lord, just bless your servant this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. thank you. Well, good morning, everyone. It, thank you so much for having me. It's such a privilege. Thank you. I don't take it for granted. And on behalf of Compassion, we just want to say a big thank you for letting us just come and share, you know, this this wonderful time with with you. Thank you for the one warm welcome and the lovely breakfast. <laughs> um, so before we get started, um, I'm, we're just going to show a little video, which kind of tells you a bit, like an introduction, um, about compassion. Now, normally when I do this, I like to leave the videos to the end because. I usually cry. I've seen the video so many times, but some of them are just so emotional because it's real. It's people's everyday living. But um, the video will speak for itself. So, Bethany? Okay, um, thank you for watching. Um, we'll go into the slides now, but just to say about this, that video that, um, I mean, we're coming up to the end of the year and lots of children are gonna be expectant of or, you know, parents are gonna buy them Christmas gifts, you know, grandparents will buy them the latest toys. Um, unfortunately for a lot of children, they just want to know where the next meal is going to come from. Sadly, they don't care about the latest Xbox or the latest shoes. They just want to know where am I going to feed from. Um, for most of those children, where they grow up, the countries they live in, there's no NHS, there's no welfare system. They're pretty much on their own from a very early age, and that's the reality. But each of us can do something, no matter how small. There's a lot that we can do. So um, I'm just trying to pull myself together. Um, sorry, I didn't intend to make anyone cry. But, but anyway, um, so today I'm just going to share a little bit about compassion, what compassion does. Um, and then we'll talk a bit about, you know, um, I'll share a little bit about myself and um, how we can all help, how we can all make a difference. No matter who we are, where we are, what we can do to make a difference in this world. And, you know, like it says, release children from poverty in Jesus' name and we can make the world a much better place for everyone. As they say, you can't change the whole world, but you can change the world for one child and you can make a difference in that one life. So if we go to the next slide. Yeah, 
So um, why, why compassion? So the slide says that poverty is a young girl being forced into marriage because her family can't support, support her. So here in the UK, we have a, um, uh, one of the compassion volunteers or ambassadors. She grew up in Uganda, she's from Uganda. And um, from the age of nine, she was sent to go and work as what they call a house help in a family because her parents couldn't afford to send her to school. And she was working, you know, what we would call child labor is almost normal in some countries. And um, eventually, I think she got to about the age of 13 and, you know, she wasn't really bringing much home. So they just thought, you know, we might as well just marry her off. And thankfully, um, someone said, you know, don't do that. You know, there's this church, you can send her there and, you know, they'll take care of her. And so she got involved in the Compassion Project and she got a sponsor. Today she lives in the UK. She's, um, I think she lives in Manchester now. She's married, she's got two kids. Um, she has her master's because somebody, you know, decided to, to sponsor her. That would have been her life. There's another one of the, um, volu uh, vo not volunteers, he's actually a, an ambassador as well, but he also is a staff from, from Compassion. In his own case, it was his mother, who was, you know, playing outside with her friends as a little girl, 13 years old, what little girls would do. And, you know, she was called in not to do her homework or to watch her favorite show on TV. That would have been nice. But she was called in to meet her husband, um, a man who she had never met before, who was more than twice her age. And that was it. Just pack your bags, off you go. By the time she was 15, she had had a son. Her husband was unemployed. So all that she knew was poverty until um, she got involved in Compassion and her child was able to be sponsored. Today he works with Compassion. Um, he's also um, graduated from University of Manchester, lives here in the UK. So that's how much lives have changed. And you can't imagine what the lives of these children would have been if they didn't get that, that opportunity. You know, and then a lot of times you find young boys who are forced into crime, drugs, um, young girls being forced into prostitution just because they don't have anywhere else to go. And that is what poverty does. It produces such a hopelessness, you know, where they think I am no good, I've got no value, no worth, no one cares, no one loves me. Um, and it is unimaginable what some of them have to go through. But at Compassion, what Compassion aims to do is from the womb up until adulthood is to, to find every opportunity possible to give these children a hope and future that they otherwise will not have had, you know, and try to give them, you know, a life that is, is decent because we believe that every child is precious and every child is unique and we believe that God has a purpose for every child's life. At the moment, um, statistics have it that there's over three million children living in extreme poverty across the world. Now the truth is that over the last 20 years, um, it was higher, but because of the little um, um, contributions from, from, from people like, like yourselves, from different charities, the number has actually dropped. But now we have almost, let's say we're going up to four million children. It's still high but we can still do something and we can still make a difference. We can still make a global change and um, bring people to know Christ. Okay, so um, why compassion? So one of the things that attracted me to comp um, compassion, um, as Richard said earlier, so I worship in a church in Brentford called Jesus House, where I also serve um, as a member of the choir. 
So when Compassion first did a talk there, I kind of felt, nah, I'm not another one of these charities. Um, but I said to myself, I'll go and research it and you know try and find out more, and I didn't. So it took another one year, and then they came back again, and you know this time I said, if you're going to do it, just do it. And so I signed up, and um, I started getting letters from my sponsored child in Ethiopia. And one time she wrote me and said, thank you for the money you spent, uh, you send. I now have a mattress and I share it with my brother and my sister. So I didn't know what she was sleeping on before then. She was nine at the time, you know, and she kept writing me and I could see improvements in her letters and, you know, her drawings and her coloring and all the things that, you know, she was telling me was happening, you know, and I felt, wow, this is, this is working and perhaps I can do a little bit more. And that was how I, um, I got more involved in compassion. I have a full-time job. I work with an IT consulting company. Um, so yeah, it does get a bit busy because at the moment I'm working in a project um, in Bristol. So I have to go to Bristol every Monday and come back on Thursdays. So, <laughs> so but anyway, I decided, well, if it's working and it's making such a difference, then I might as well do a little bit more. So I started to you know, raise funds and do other things. And I had the privilege of going to Tanzania um, and we visited one of the projects and I saw all these children whose lives were being changed. We met with children who had graduated already from the projects and you know, some of them had become dentists and become engineers and lecturers and making so much of a difference in their communities. Um, so that was one of the things that attracted me, the fact that it was so well organized it was Christ-centered, so everything that Compassion does, it will say, is releasing children from poverty in Jesus' name. So it's all about, you know, doing this for Christ. So that really touched my heart. Statistics have it that across the world, a child from a Compassion project accepts Christ every four minutes. So that is how much, you know, the impact that we're making, you know, from all the child's um, sponsorship. And many times it's not just the children, it's their families as well coming to know Christ through this. And then also, it's also um, very child focused. So it's all about the child, you know, giving them a holistic um, development so they get a whole lot of, you know, support, which we'll talk about. And then it's also church based. So Compassion works with the local church because in a lot of these communities, it's the local church that understands, you know, what the issues are, what the problems are. because. I mean, here in the UK, someone gets sick, you go to your GP. There's no GP in many of these places. So you get sick, you go to your pastor. That is where help comes from. You go to the church, you know. So that's, that's what it is. So they know where the, who's struggling. They know, you know, who's passed. They know who's sick. And, you know, and they know what children are, are, are in need and all those kind of things. So it's very church-based. And, um, you know, the churches that we partner with are so supportive in what that they do. They give their all to the work. Next slide. Okay, and then where do we work? At the minute, um, Compassion works in 25 countries spread out across um, Central and South America, um, West Africa, East Africa, and um, the Far East in, in Asia. So I've got a list, if anyone wants to find out more, I'll be at the back at the end of service and you can find out which countries in, in particular there's over two million children um, attending all these projects across the world um, currently and different compassion projects in these countries. Um, and there's over 7,000 projects 
in, in all of those different ones. Like I said, I've visited one of them in Tanzania, and it's amazing what, what I saw. Um, and then in terms of stewardship, so where does all the money go? So what it, what it is is it's, it costs 25 pounds a month to sponsor a child. That equates to 83p per day. How much is Costa Coffee? <laughs> or a burger? You know, so, but that's where it comes to, 23 pounds. And with that um, 23 pounds, uh, uh, 20, sorry, 25 pounds, the child gets access to a full education, vocational training, um, they get medical checks, dental checks, they get all their basic needs taken care of, so all the hygiene items like toothbrushes and you know things like that. And then they have a safe place to, to play. Um, they get opportunities to write letters to their sponsors and sponsors can write back. So it's very holistic and makes a whole lot of difference. So what, what happens to that 25 pounds? 88% of it goes to the child and then the remaining bit goes into um, other, other support um, um, you know, task or functions. Um, so for instance, Compassion has been able to drill boreholes in some communities. Compassion has been able to support women who were struggling and couldn't take care of their families and they lost their husbands and things like that. Um, and then there is a 1% that goes into a reserve so for instance, when there's new ideas or new project coming up and there isn't um, money to fund there, so there's money goes, comes from though that reserve to do other kind of projects and you know, things like that that Compassion does to s s help, help people in these different communities. Um, and then there's a s other small percentage as well, about 6% that goes towards um, finding new sponsors. So like printing leaflets, doing campaigns and you know, different uh, you know, activities to help find new sponsors as well. There's other things that people do to help raise money. So for instance, when I went to Tanzania, we actually were a group of volunteers who um, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro to raise funds for Compassion. And our team, who were about 18 of us, were able to raise 27,000 pounds. All that money went into developing or building a HIV support center in Arusha in Tanzania because HIV is the major problem there. So all that money went there. So there's lots of people who have been engaged in different fundraising activities, coffee mornings, uh, you know, whatever, curry and comedy, just all kinds of activities that people do to raise funds for you know, different projects. Classrooms, we've done classrooms, we've done solar panels, we've built toilets, we've done in different countries, dental, you know, school fees paid for different people to go to higher education. Um, so there's a whole lot that you know, all that money, money goes to as well. Um, but then people are also able to send in additional gifts. So if you can decide that for Christmas or for their birthday, I wanna give my sponsor child something extra. 100% of that money goes to the child. And then the um, Compassion will work with the local church and the family to decide what they want the money to be used for. Now, sometimes you could have a family that would say, if you can just buy us two goats, a male and a female, that would be fine. And then they will breed, and that becomes a source of livelihood for them. You know, so ongoing, they can have that, and then they can get chickens, and they can have eggs, and they can sell, and they can eat, and they can you know, get money. And that's how it helps them as well. Okay. Yeah. And then in total, like I said, what do the children get? They get formal and informal education. So 
There's lots of them that have learned to do carpentry, have learned to do hairdressing, baking, all sorts of crafts, different things they get taught in the schools, as well as formal education. Many of them go on to become engineers, lawyers, doctors, dentists. We've had some of them work in parliament, in Uganda, in different countries. So that is how far it goes. Um, they get regular checkups, get taken care of, um, and their siblings as well, who may not be sponsored, also get to benefit. Um, they get teaching from the Bible, and um, they get also one-to-one -one guidance. And some of them have come from very rough backgrounds and might be dealing with all sorts of challenges, so they get all that support as well. And then, so just very briefly, I'm just going to you know, talk about um, what I've called the power of one. Because many times, um, and I've had that experience, I see some of these things and I think, what can I do? It's just such a big problem. But I've learned that you know, every single person can make a difference. So we're just going to go through a couple of scriptures from the Bible and see how just one individual has been able to make, um, make a difference um, just by taking one act just by doing something little. So the first scripture we're going to look at is in the book of Esther. So in Esther 4.16, and that was where um, the Jews were facing a major challenge because they were going to be eliminated um, because of who they were. And at that point, we had Esther who found herself in the palace. And um, she made up her mind, even if it was against their custom to go to the king if you were not summoned, Esther decided and said, can you get everyone to pray and fast? And I am going to speak to the king. If I perish, I perish. And just by that one single act, Esther saved an entire nation. Just one woman saved an entire nation. That's how powerful, you know, just taking an act, an action can be when we do what you know God has placed us in a place to be. And then the next one um, is the story of Jonathan and his armor bearer in um, 1 Samuel 14. So the um, Jews were once again having, uh, that, at that point, were having um, problems with the Philistines who had attacked them for a period, they had been under this attack and this siege, you know, from foreign nations. And at this point, the, the Philistines had come and camped against them. And um, Jonathan took, told his armor bearer, he said, let's go up and, you know, fight. And it might be that the God, the, um, the God will deliver, for God can deliver using many or a few. And, you know, he, he would work on our behalf. And two young men, two young men left the entire army of Israel where they were camping and went up against the, Philistine, um, the Philistines. And the Bible says, if you read the story further, that God delivered Israel that night, that day, just because one person decided to take a step, a bold step, a risky step. But God used them to save the entire nation of Israel. And then again, we'll look at... Um, the story of the five loaves of bread and two fish. I, I, I particularly like this one because um, it was just a little boy. Now, we don't know how old he was, but it was I would imagine he was quite young, maybe not more than 12. And here you have this multitude who have come out to listen to Jesus, and everyone's hungry. The day is far spent. It's a long way home. And Jesus said to his disciples, 
why don't we give them something to eat? And the disciples said, oh my goodness, that's too much. How are we going to get food to feed all these people? Big problem. Uh, you know. And all Jesus said was, what do we have? And one of them said, five loaves of bread and two fish. That's like fish burger or something, or a sandwich. You know, maybe it was just his lunch his mother packed for him. You know, but he gave the little that he had. And that tells me that everyone can actually do something, no matter how small. Sometimes it's not the size that matters because a little can become a lot in the master's hands. But he gave the little that he had and that fed a whole, the whole, the entire multitude. And they had extra left over just by because he gave. And then the final one is um, the story of the lost ship. And this tells me how important every single one of us is in, to God. So that, um, Jesus gave a parable and said, if a man had a hundred sheep and one of them went astray, that he would leave the 99 and go after that one. Because that's how important every single one of us is to God. He's prepared to leave all the other 99 and find that one. That one child who doesn't know where his next meal will come from. That one child who doesn't know where he's going to sleep tonight. That one child what no one looks after. There's no one to take care of. That's how important that one child is you know, to God. And that's how important every single one of us is. Now, every single one of us has a place to, to a, a part to play in God's big picture. It doesn't matter who we are, where we are, what our challenges is, what our background is, what mistakes we've made. But when we give our all to God, there's so much that he can use us to do. Sometimes we can't even imagine it. Working in this morning, I see all these posters that say, talk about the word trust. I don't know that you can really make that difference without trusting God. I remember the story of Peter who said when he was going to walk on the, on the, when they saw Jesus approaching and they were in the boat and he said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And he stepped out of the boat. He had to trust God to let that happen. And God is expecting us to trust him. If there's something that God is saying to you, I want you to do this, or he's laying this on your heart. I it doesn't have to be sponsoring a child. That would be great. But it could be anything else. And God is laying something on your hand. You're thinking, God, I've got all these bills. I've got all this and all of that, you know. But it will take just trusting God and stepping out in faith and stepping out in, in, you know, boldly, stepping out of our comfort zone and making that difference so we can make the world a better place and let the love of Christ shine from where we are across, you know, the entire world. We might just be in this one little united kingdom, but we can make a difference across the world. I mean, if there was, this whole room was, was dark and there was no light and you lit one candle, no matter what corner of the room you put it, you would be able to see it from anywhere where you are. And that's how powerful life, light is. Um, one of the experiences for me when we're talking about trusting God is when I came into the United Kingdom about 10 years ago, everyone said to me that it was a bad time to come because there was a recession. And that was true. But I knew that God wanted me to take that step. So I left my country, Nigeria, where all my family was, and I came to the UK with two bags and 800 pounds. <laughs> and um, I started to pay my rent first month, second month. The 10 years down the line, I'm still here. <laughs> so it's just been a journey of faith. I can't tell you that I know how I've survived and how I've done some of the things that I've done, but it has just been a journey of allowing God hold my hand and walk with him. Half the time I say to God, this makes no sense. 
I don't understand this, but I'm going to go anyway, and I know you won't let me fall. And that has been my journey, and that has been my experience. Yeah? So in summary, what are we saying? That every single one of us can make a difference. We can be world changers. We don't have to be an MP, but we can make a difference. If each one reaches one, if we step out and reach one person who needs help, who needs a hand, and then we can make the world a better place and we can change the world one life at a time. Yeah? And I'll just end with this um, scripture from the book of James chapter 1 that talks about what exactly is religion, what exactly is our faith, why do we do what we do? And it says that pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit the orphans and the widow in their tribulation and keep oneself unstained from the world. And I think for me that just wraps it up really nicely. So um, I want to say thank you for listening. Um, thank you for having us here. It's been a great, a great experience. Um, I've got some profiles at the back. There's five children that I've come with who are looking for sponsorship. They're real children. Those are the real children. Um, so if you would love to sponsor, I'll be around at the end of the service. So just come and talk to me, ask any questions. You know, if you want to think about it, you want to pray about it, that's absolutely fine. I've got leaflets that you can take away and, you know, you know, research more, check on the website if you need more information. And I'm also aware that there are some um, families or individuals who are also sponsoring children. At the minute, um, that's not linked to this church. So if you would want your sponsorship to be linked to this church, you'll still be the sponsor, but Compassion is gonna be able to look at it and say, all these children is being sponsored by this one church. And if for some reason, at some point, you choose you want to visit, you can, and you can arrange like a group visit to the, if it's in one country. So if you'd like to do that, there's just a little form for um, data protection issues. There's just a little form that you just need to sign and say, we're giving you consent, the consent to link it to this church. And it will be managed as, you know, all the children being sponsored by this church family. So, um, yeah, I'll be back there at the end. And um, I'll be very happy to just come and talk to me. Yeah, I like to talk. So thank you. Thank you very much. And...